episode 83. My name is Bob. Bob. Bob had been a champion bodybuilder. You know that chest expansion program you see on late night TV? That was his idea. I was a juicer. You know, using steroids, diabinol, and Wisterol. Oh, they use that on race horses for Christ's sakes. Enemy fans, I'm Asus, the man on the other side of the mic is EC. How you doing, EC? Feeling good, man. Fresh out the shower, fresh off a United win, feeling a lot better. So, uh, times are good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm not good. You know, today's a very sad day for me, EC. It's a very, very sad day. Meatloaf died today, EC. I don't know if you saw the news. I was very, uh, I was very, uh, when I saw that, I'm like, kind of touched a little home because <clears throat> that song. I'll do anything for love, uh, but I won't do that. There's a, it's one of my, it's, it's in my, it's in my top twenty. You see, so I just, you know, it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a depressing day. And I've, everybody loves um, Meatloaf when he played in Wayne's World and you know um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. And uh, obviously, you know, most people probably don't know he was Bob, uh, bitch tits Bob in uh, Fight Club. I don't know if everybody know that, but he was. So it's just you know it's one of those days. You see, we 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 lose another one. Sidney Portier passed away at the beginning of the year. Betty White and then Bob Saget last last year last week. I'm sorry. Yeah, last week. <clears throat> yeah, it's been you know it's been one of those uh, kind of depressing starts of the year. But you know, <clears throat> we guess we kind of have United football to look toward look forward to because I think in two matches they probably collectively had had put. Hat one half a match and then another half a match. So they've in two matches they collectively put one half one full football match of worth you know worth wild football together in the past two matches since they uh, since they dropped it at, uh, at 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 Wolves and we'll talk about those two map two matches briefly because <clears throat> I think there's more news that's being just dropped and um, regarding you know what's going on with the club. With the transfer news, with players uh, in and out, who's disgruntled, who's not disgruntled, blah blah blah. I mean, this is the list goes on. But at the Aston Villa loss, EC, I think that was pretty. That was a pretty big blow because, I mean, we're playing. I, I we're playing well. I thought. Um, obviously, you know, we we played well the first half of that match, and then the second half, it just seems like we sit sat back and invited Aston Villa to, you know, the the, um, the waves and waves of attacking is just, you know, just kept going. Um, and then we lose. Then we lose. No, no, I'm sorry. We draw 2-2. Um, two, two. We gave up two, two goals, late goals at the end, um, which is in contrast to this week at Brentford where Brentford just came in. It was just waves after wave in the first half. And then adjustments were made at the halftime. And then it seems like we just put it on it. You know, the formation changed from usual, the usual 4-2-2-2 four, 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 two, 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 uh, and, uh, from Villa and the previous match against Villa. I'm sorry. Um, and then the, again, again, during the Brentford match, we won 4-3-3, which it seemed to be a lot um, more progressive. But it still gave up a lot of defensive holes in the midfield. In my opinion, it seemed that uh, we invited that that pre that pressure uh, because Brentford got on the the counterattack, and I don't know about you, but again, I, I hate I hate saying this so much. The man of the match, David de Gea. Your goalie shouldn't be the man of the match all the time, but man of the match, in my opinion, I know there was. There's been some, you know, debate on whether Scott McTominay, but David De Gea saved Ras. and Scott didn't. I'm sorry. So I don't know what you think about that. <laughs> we got the weekend, but De Gea, man of the match, in my opinion, uh, and, and what he did to save the club from being two down at half, 
and then ultimately probably losing the match because we end up winning the match 3-1. Oh, we could have lost the match or drawn the match 3-3 because Brentford had their, their chances in the uh, second half. But the bright spots, easy. Obviously, Bruno getting his groove back, right? Um, he's had two goals on uh, the first match against Villa, and then he had the assist with the Marcus Rashford. No, Greenwood, I'm sorry, right? Was it Greenwood or Marcus? I can't remember. Both. Both, right. So, you know, he's getting he's getting his groove back. Um, so that's a bright spot. And, and Anthony Nalanga, in my opinion, um, the kid is – is is actually taking in the opportunity and what she's been given and actually running with it, you know, and it's a, that's a bright spot and not having these guys just, you know, just hang their heads and, you know, don't try and, you know, don't give a second effort. As long as doing that, as long as doing what I've been asking every player, you know, I mean, you have probably too, he's not giving up, a, you know, when he misses the ball, he's pressing a little bit. He's going after it when he, when he, when he loses the ball. Yeah. He might not get it back, but, it's just that effort to try to disrupt, and that's what he's doing. The kid's doing so. It, it that's impressive. Um, all in all, we still look like shit. EC, I'm just. <laughs> we are not united. We are a mid mid level club uh, with top top tier players. Um, I don't think Ralph Ragnit has any bearing. I mean, any whatever they say he was going to come and do. I mean, it's kind of sad, right? The nine games, all I did, compared to the, the, the games that Ralph Ragnick did, I mean, you'd have to say Ole had a better start. And that was when Ole was coming off of Jose Mourinho where he had structure. So I, I, I'm, not, I'm not giving Ole that. I'm not giving him a pass. I'm just saying that this whole bit where that, um, you know, the, the Ole was a problem. I think it's kind of the chickens come, chickens have come home to roost, and technically they're not the play. The Ole wasn't the problem. I think it's the the players and the structure of the football program, of uh, where they had no respect for management, and it's like it's like the Cowboys. Easy, I mean Cowboys lost this weekend, right? Nobody has respect for Mike McCarthy because you know why? Because they they all the players go to the owner, which is the GM Jerry Jones. Same thing with here. All these rich-ass players that are on high-dollar contracts bypass management, bypass the guy, which is the, the gaffer, and goes to upper management and says, well, I'm, you know, I'm not getting playing time or I'm not doing this or, you know, my contract says this, my Adidas this, and my self-image this, and this, 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 and this, and this, and this, me, 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 me. And and when, they, when, they, when somebody comes in and tells them, sit down and shut the fuck up, they don't listen. And, and, that, and that's that's like you know getting back. <laughs> this is like a one of those um, fruitions that Ole wasn't really the problem. It's the structure of the club, and it's the players that they have in the club. A lot of the dead wood, a lot of the that has issues. I mean, because you see it, they can't put a whole match together that we could say, oh, okay, that I, mean, I could see progress. Half here, half here, fifteen minutes there, twenty minutes there, thirty minutes here. 30 minutes there. Oh, and you're United. Yeah, you have the players. I don't know what you uh, These past two matches, three actually because we beat Villa 1-0 in the FA Cup and we're moving on to Middlesbrough. Um, but, you know, we you lose, you draw 2-2, two, two, you know, 2-2, two, two, give up two late goals when Villa was pressing and Villa was on your ass the whole second half and you were just defending, defending, defending. You have to change up formations. Uh, same thing against Brentford. We change our form formations. We get to bring on an extra defender because we can't control the midfield. We can't get control the midfield, which in turn we can't prevent uh, their attacking people to attack our back box and our and our goalie. And we can't we don't we can't control the midfield to have progression up top. I mean, Ronaldo's pissed off, and he was. I mean, just like. Just like you said again with Tony and previously and just like again said with um, other players, you know, they can't do anything if they don't get service. And that was this game. Uh, that's been this, this. That's been the story of the season. We don't get we don't get service from the midfield. And that's the issue. That's the problem. That's the elephant in the room. And we need to go forward and, and you know, try to do something about that. Well, I think ultimately for me, 
I wasn't surprised with the with the way we played. I I strongly disagree. I don't I don't really see a big difference from Ole to Ragnik. I don't I didn't see consistency with Ole over those three years. We would play really good games and we play really crappy games. We would have one player that would stand out, then that same player the next game would play like crap. It's kind of the same thing. Um, those teams I think now know that you got to come out quickly and try to punch it in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of history in Brentford, Brentford, as you know, and so that game for those fans meant a whole lot. For United hadn't gone there in I think 47 years or something like that. Um, that brand new stadium, you know, that stadium back in the day when they were in the fourth tier held about 4,000 people. Now they're averaging 17,000, so it's a huge jump. Um, from where they were to where they are now. Um, I wish we would have seen them in a little bit better form. Their kind of their form kind of dipped from where they were at the beginning of the season, beating teams like Arsenal, playing really great against teams like Liverpool. Yeah. I was expecting to see a whole lot more. Um, better form, you see, they, they could have, they, they had so many chances they could have put us away. I mean, what more better they were, form? They lost the last four out of five games. It's not good oh, form. Well, that's, that's I mean, I mean, we're talking about United, though, right? Could, they, could I, they have I'm won the match? That game. Could they have won the match? That's what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm talking about the game that we, the team we played, that team was not in good form. Um, they had started out really hot, dropped off one, dropped off steam. Uh, we went there. I thought it was going to be a good game. Started out really well for them. They just didn't take their chances. Um, give credit to, to Gaia, but I mean, if I think if any of our strikers have that, that chance and they don't make it, we're we're destroying them. We're killing them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not giving the goalkeeper credit. So they got to take their chances. They didn't. Um, I thought we did in the in the form of Alanga. I'm not ready to anoint anyone because, like I said no. earlier, any of these guys out here, I don't care what the name is, there has not been one consistent player that's been there for quite some time. Like I said, they'll play really, really well. Then the next game they go out and you go, who the hell is this same kid who just did the same, you know, in the same positions, isn't able to do the same things again. So I take it game by game. I don't come in expecting us to do anything spectacular because – Again, we're we are like I've said many times, a roller coaster ride. You have to get on the ride and expect loops, ups, downs, fun bits, scary bits, bits that piss you off. All 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 of those things go into when we play a game. So, you know, all they couldn't string together ninety minutes. Ragnick doesn't seem to be able to string together ninety minutes. My hope as a fan is that you know the minutes that we do string together that are good. We can get something out of it, and for me, that's what we did. Second half, um, completely changed it up. Um, I like the change. That to me is showing me that Ragnik has something that Ole really struggled with was was change it up, not yeah. just stick to four two three one. He switches it up to four three three. He even put Bruno as a false nine, which we've both talked about before. That's something he can completely play. He didn't. He would not have any issue doing that. He was able to get another assist by doing so. And I think that, to me, shows that Ragnick's actually growing into the Premier League. He's only lost one game in all the matches that he's been in charge of. And so that's that's a positive thing. Not losing anymore, that's a positive thing. So I understand where you're at. I'm not sitting here trying to say it was great. It was not. They were better than us in the first half. That's a fact. I think we had a shot on target. A shot on target. So for me, um, the way that I look at it is the way that I've been looking at it. Until things start to get consistent... I'm not going to come in and say, we're going to – look at what we did last week against Brentford. Every match is a brand-new package, and you don't have a clue of what you're about to open. And I think that's kind of United – it's been that way for at least four and a half, maybe even five seasons where you don't really know what you're going to get. As a fan, you're hopeful and you're optimistic, but if you're real, you understand that you might get beat by Watford or Brentford, for that matter – you know, if they're able to take their chances. So shout out to Alonga. Love the fact that Rashford's back on the score sheet. Greenwood as well. He kind of fell off a little mm-hmm. bit, so it was good to, to get him back in. Um, I thought Scott McTominay played probably the best game I've ever seen him play. I, I have never seen him move the ball like that. Now, in context, it is Brentford, but I don't care. You have to play the players who are in front of you. Yep. He looked immaculate. So I, I definitely thought he was my man of the match for sure. The way that he played, the way that he was involved in, in most all of those goals, you know, it, it sucks, right? Because this is a kid who plays great, and I guarantee you next week he'll go out and he'll lay out a stinker. And people will say Scott McTominay can't pass the ball. Stress, so, yeah. 
it's just one of those things. It's it sucks. Consistency the consistency's not problem. there. But I'm happy to take the three points, which we desperately needed, um, and then you just move forward. I mean, yeah, definitely consistency has been our biggest problem, and that's not that's not Ragnick's fault. That's not Ole's fault. That's not Mourinho's fault. I mean, this goes back to we can say till 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 Sir Alex left, right? You know, that's that's been our problem: consistency. To be consistent. To be you know do day in and day out what we need to do, and it sucks because. You're right. I mean, <clears throat> Scott McDominay's been trash. I mean, been trashed uh, in over over social media. He's not a United player. You know, there's also you know ex ex players that called you know Scott McTominay not not a United player. Um, uh, but it seems like he's been the constant this year. I don't know if he's just grown up, um, but he's been a constant in the one of some of the good things that are happening this year. I mean, because they're in between um, a lot of the bad things. I mean, at least we have some, you know, some some consistency that he's been actually doing, you know, pretty well. And it's, I would say De Gea is the only consistent player. On oh the team no, easy. He's, he's been the most consistent player since Sir Alex left. He, I mean, when your goalkeeper gets Player of the Year, what? How many times? You know, with the, the got uh, four in a row. Yeah, I mean, that's not. I mean, it's great. It is. It's great because you have a badass goalkeeper, but it's just if you get if your goalkeeper gets challenged that much and has to make wonderful saves, that's not a big te- a testament to your defensive structure or your mid back uh, your defensive mid uh, midfield structure um, and and you know in the way you you know the way you defend. It's not it, it shouldn't be. I mean, your goalkeeper should have the least amount of you know the least to do if you're defensively sound. Or if you're just a sound um, football team, uh, but yes, it's great that we have one of the best, and it's kind of sucks because uh, Mendy from Chelsea has been considered the best f- uh, goalkeeper in the Premier League because of his statistics. Yeah, David De Gea doesn't have the best statistics, but I think David De Gea is way better than Mendy because of what he can do in between the sticks. If he had a better defense, I mean, he can. You know, it's just no. There's no. He's head and shoulders above Mendy, in my opinion. And, and, and you're right. He's one of the top goalkeepers in the world. So, yes, he's been the most consistent. But it's refreshing that we have some sort of consistency. Hopefully we can get Scott. You know, I think there's there's um, been a thing out that he, he picked up a knock. Uh, so who knows if he's going to be ready at, uh, tomorrow morning. Yeah. There's, who knows if he's going to be ready t- for tomorrow morning uh, because there's several players that just had the injury bug. But let's move on. You see, because um, there are several things that happened during the match that c- kind of caught my eye. I don't know if it caught yours. Obviously, it's a formation. The four four three moving on from the four two two two. With the type of players that we have, obviously, I mean, you're you're saying uh, Ragnik adapts. Ragnik, he's adapting. He has to adapt. What did you see in the four four three compared to the four four four? I can't. It's very hard to say four two 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 two. Four, I don't. I just say four <laughs> triple two. The, the four Please. triple two. Oh, sorry. Uh, what do you what do you what did you see that's that that's different and how we controlled uh, and how we made and how we created compared to the four triple two? So for me, I mean, you can even look even further than that. He even scrapped the four triple two and started out four two three one. Yeah. So he's even swallowed his own medicine and said, well, they had a system in there that worked. Yeah. People can hate on Ole all they want. It worked. It got a second place. got a third place. He said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do something that they're at least familiar with. Now, obviously, he's practicing 4-3-3. You can completely tell. But he's running it with different players. And I think that's why Ronaldo came off. I don't think it was to, to save him for West Ham. That's just my opinion. So I think what he's looking at is saying, okay, I'm going to start out in a shape that you know. But if, in fact, we're not um, able to control the midfield, I'm going to have to put three midfielders in instead of just having those two sitting midfielders or holding midfielders six sixes, um, as you would say. So for me, I think the way he's looking at it is I'm just going to have to look and see what formation um, they're going to run. Brentford came out in a style we all kind of know, we all kind of understand. You know, they're going to run three at the back. So those two wingbacks were there again. That's where he got killed last time. Having those two wingbacks just get at us the whole game. I think he understood I'm going to have to have another midfielder in there, so I'll bring another one in, 4-3-3, which was, I thought, beautiful. Great design. They weren't 
as controlled on the ball as we were. And that, that's surprising to me because the first half we couldn't string together two passes. I mean, Ragnick said that himself. It was just sloppy. Mm-hmm. But I think, again, you sure it up. And even if you can't pass the ball, at least you can try to maintain or control that midfield by putting an extra player there. He did a great job of doing that. Subbed off Ronaldo. Um, you know, you bring on uh, Rashford, which I thought was a, a great substitution. Um, you bring on, you know, Maguire, which I thought was a little bit iffy. Matic, I think, was more there to, again, kind of sure things up defensively. Not there, you know, for an offensive threat. But I think ultimately it was good to kind of see him switch it up and put someone in there that could kind of control the situation. And with, so, with, with the with the, with the Matic um, um, sub, um, it seemed like he was he did it because McTominay kind of got, you know, he was on the ground several times in this match. Yeah, he, he, came, he looked like he came off hurt, and yeah. that's not, it wasn't good. Um, he couldn't. He couldn't go. He tried to give it a go. Then he just went ahead, laid back down, and I thought, well, you know, he played really good, and hopefully, it's not nothing, nothing mm-hmm. too serious. So, um, I just liked that the fact that, like I said, if they're going to run those wing backs and they're going to run three at the back, which they did, it worked. Instead of just going, okay, we're going to run right back out there four two three one. He switched it up four three three. Seventieth minute, I think he subbed off Ronaldo. Seventy second minute, subbed him off. Put Bruno as a false nine. Had uh, had uh, Alanga and Rashford on 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 either side. Mm-hmm. Um, him, I, I thought it was great. So, you know, for me, I think it's just looking at what the other team's going to do, and then adjusting. Now, that's not obviously something that you want to be. You want to be a coach who runs your system and kicks the other team's butt. I.e., Manchester City, Liverpool, sometimes Chelsea. They're not consistent mm-hmm. either right now, in my opinion. They got some striker issues, but I just think those two top teams. Mainly City is four three three, and you're just going to eat it and eat it and eat it until you throw up. So though those are the, those are the things that we should be striving for. Him finding that that one setting, if it's four two three one, if it's four three three, which is what I think he should run. Whatever it is, I'm hoping he sticks to it. But it's good to see him kind of in flight or halftime go. Look, boys, that's not working. We're not creating any chances. Let's go ahead and try this and see what happens. And shout out to Fred. Here we are again, talking to these, talking about these mid, the midfield. It's not this, it's not that. Fred, Fred puts in the first assist, which is a great ball mm-hmm. to Alanga. And again, McTominay. I mean, he played lights out. So, again, I'm not getting hyped, overhyped about these two guys. I know they're going to give us a stinker every once in a while. But again, there's times where they show their class and they show that what they can do and they make things happen. So. I'm always over the moon and excited when I see them do things because I'm like, that's that's not expected. But when they do things, it, it's usually good. And Fred put in a pretty good performance with a great assist. And then Scott just out there controlling the ball. I mean, just take a tacka. I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't believe it. This big, tall, white, slow kid is just out there running. I mean, gliding past people. Um, and so, you know, what's in his locker. It's just about what you talked about earlier. Can you do it week in and week out? And if you're not giving me a 10, at least you don't drop to a, a four. You yeah, drop to a seven, sight, right? Yeah. So if you can do those things on a consistent basis, a seven, 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 and then throw in a 10, I think more times than not we'll come up with a win. But, yeah, to see him switch it up, I think that just means he understands these guys have to be put. And this is what I was telling you about last season. They have to be put. And I know it's not what you want to hear, but you got to put these guys in position to win because if you don't, you leave them to their own mm-hmm. uh, devices – a lot of times they'll just freestyle it. And I think that's why you heard that term a lot last year with freestyle football, Ole Gunnar freestyle. Those terms would come out because it was always just one guy figuring it out. I felt like second half, it was a team effort mm-hmm. and, and a team victory. Really, really happy to see that. Just wish you could see it for 90 minutes. <clears throat> well, since you brought, uh, you brought it up earlier in your comments, let's talk about Cristiano Ronaldo's getting subbed off in the antics, the sideline antics. And also, I think this correlates kind of in, 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 kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm just making something out of it and probably, probably not. Um, Bruno captained the team, not Ronaldo. Um, and during that time, I believe I saw or heard that Harry Maguire, when he came on, Bruno gave him the captain's armband. Um, let's talk about Ronaldo getting subbed off first. Because we talked to him about being a leader of this team. Uh, obviously, during that stretch that <laughs> Bruno wasn't playing well and Harry wasn't playing well. 
Is it becoming of a leader to have the sideline antics like he did? It was very visible, especially, I guess, on the, on the TV. I mean, the broadcast that we watch here in the States. Don't know <laughs> don't know if it's the same broadcast that they're watching in, in Europe or England. But is it is it is his antics detrimental to the progression of this team? And I know, uh, you know, Ragnick said that, he, you know, and you saw Ragnick go up and talk to him and say, look, you know, you know, this is it. I mean, this is what happened, especially after Marcus scored. And this is, I mean, you could assume he says, this is why I do it. You know, we need to change it up, blah, blah, blah. But what the way Ronaldo acted, it, it harkened back to where I'm saying Ronaldo's not a captain. He can say all all the all, everything he wants, but his body language and his body and he, you know his acting and his antics could tell you more truth to to the person you know that we 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 want Ronaldo to be. I mean, am I am I looking too much into it? I don't I don't think you are at all. I think you're spot on. I I you can't act like that. You're supposed to be the the one that these one these kids are looking up to. You just went on Sky Sports and said. I want these guys to listen, and they're not. And then you get subbed off, and you do that. And then we score a goal, and you're not happy. You're not cheering. You're not out there galvanizing. This guy who clearly Rashford is in the trash can mm-hmm. right now needed that goal in the worst way. And now your your manager's having to come and whisper sweet things into your ear so that you can be consoled and feel better about yourself. It was piss poor. I... I don't agree with your comments earlier about him not getting service. I just don't think he played a very good game while he was in there. That doesn't mean he sucks or that he's trash or that he's not the great, literally the greatest player that's ever played. Mm-hmm. So he's got to right? look, he's, he's look at things and go, look, I wasn't on. I didn't play my best. This kid's in the trash. We need him to get a goal. It'd be great for his confidence for the rest of, for us for the rest of the season. Uh-huh. Let's pump him up. Let's cheer him on. Let's get up and go scream and shout when he scores. Yeah. You're still sitting there pouting, throwing your jacket on the ground. And and the fans all looked. When he threw his jacket on the ground, they all cheered. All the Brentford fans cheered and had a great time with it. So I just think he's got to do better. Um, you know, I heard the, the commentator say something about him, you know, needing to rest. I just don't think it was working with him in there. That Again, that doesn't tarnish him or mean he sucks as a player. Sometimes the greatest players don't have the best games. I don't think he had the best game himself personally. I think Ragnick saw that. I love the fact that he switched it up. I've been screaming for Bruno's the, one of the best false nines I've seen in the longest time. He didn't get a chance to do it very much, but he he presses the front line probably the best on the team. He just does it by himself most of the time. So it was great to see him play in a false nine. It was great to see, you know, this is what I've been clamped because Ole talked about this. He said 4-3-3, young, pacey players up front, attacking, smart, crafty with the ball that's what the, you know eddie alonga he's going at people rashford has it in his locker we know bruno does you sit behind them you got bruno there i mean not bruno excuse me you got um uh, fred you got scott you got paul you have players you know jesse if he doesn't take off you have players there in the midfield that you can mess around with and and swap out and switch so it was really really good and refreshing to see him switch it up but as far as ronaldo's concerned I think he's got to take a look in the mirror and kind of, if you're going to talk about it, you got to be about it. So it's one of those situations where I understand he's probably frustrated because he wants to be the one that wins the game, but it's unfortunate, man. You're, you're playing, uh, you're playing soccer. You're not playing uh, tennis. You know, you're not playing golf. You've got to make sure and understand it's a team game. And when your number's called, you've got to be respectful because again, those, everyone's looking. You know, everyone on that bench is looking. There's kids that are watching the TV. They're watching and seeing how you're how, how you're going to react, and they're going to mimic that. If you're if you're titled one of the best to ever do it, they're going to look at everything you're doing and say, "I guess that's how I'm supposed to behave and how I'm supposed to act if I want to be the best." So, wasn't very becoming. I didn't like it. Um, I'd love to be a fly on the on the ear to hear what uh, he said to Ronaldo, but it was almost like he comes off. He throws his this big fit, you know, Rashford scores and then Ragnick leans back and goes, I told you so, son, I got this. So it's one of those, one of those moments where, you know, you, you would have loved to hear what he said uh, to, to, to Ronaldo, but uh, ultimately you know, it's one of those things where he's going to have to, uh, 
He's going to have to do better if, if he does play against West Ham. <laughs> when I see when I saw that and when I saw his antics, I'm like, you're supposed to be the best player in the world in this gen- generational frame, right? I mean, or obviously, because Bella said that um, they all play on the same team, and, and when he gave him the, the they gave him that award, the you know the week. You don't do that. If you're trying to be a leader, you don't do that. I understand you're mad. <clears throat> I mean, his basically what the way he started the goal, the first goal, when he kind of like chested it to Bruno and got you know had that break. I mean, that was. I mean, he, I mean, he should be proud of that, right? If you're right, when he got subbed off, um, it was just. A baby. A baby. That's the way kids act. He wants to talk shit and say that, uh, you know, <clears throat> sometimes these kids don't follow, so he has to talk to him like his own kids. Well, I mean, buddy, I mean, you're the ba- I mean, you're the reason I love Manchester United, but you need to look in the mirror because you, like chi- you acted like a child. Tantrum like that. And... I don't know if he's pissed off because who? I mean, Bruno had the arm, captain's armband. What do you think that might have that might have had some effect on it? I I don't know. I mean, it it very well could have, but again, I think it goes back to, you know, you can't come out. I mean, this was, I I would love to see, and I've been trying to do research to find out who set up the interview, but it was solely based on what he learned as a kid, what to do, how mm-hmm. to behave, how to train. How to be better, listening to your elders. They've been through it. You haven't, so you need to listen. And then he goes out and does that. And and then it, he's having to be consoled. Literally, he's having to be, you know, talked to and told. But that's hey, a, that's hey, the way he's it's been. Okay. That's the way he's been throughout. Sir Alec, I mean, Roy Keane even said, not not recently, but in past interviews about Ronaldo, right? Roy Keane even said that, you know, you know, the you know, Sir Alex had to, you know, console him all the time and you know, this, this, and that, you know, the way he would act and his outbursts and things like that. I mean, because he knows he's the best player in the world. Or he was. I mean, I mean, you I mean, <laughs> I, you and I can disagree of how he played. And, you know, because I think I, I, I probably watched the game when he's on the pitch with, you know, CR7 color glasses, right? I look what he's doing that, you know, everybody says he can't do. He was pressing. You know, he's going after the ball. He's coming back to the midfield. You know, just get, you know, try to get the ball in the first half, you know, just because he wasn't getting service. His movement, you know, and was he not there for the service he was getting? <laughs> that could probably play, that played a role into it. I mean, we can both agree on that. But, you know, him not trying to get, to make something happen, you know, I mean, it, I don't think that was, you know, that's not the, that's not the case, right? He's just not just waiting there. He's actually trying to make something happen because shit was behind him. You know, shit's behind him. You know what I mean? He's not getting the proper service. But his antics, and then that's the thing. Um, but what do you think about Bruno giving the captain's arm back, back to Harry uh, when Harry came on? I don't like it. I know that's not fair. I know it's just one yeah. season he's he's had some decent seasons for us in the past. I do not think he's the captain of the team. No. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate. I you know, I want him to do well. It's one of those things he comes on. I'm not saying it's his fault for the goal, but he comes on and then we we concede. I don't trust him right now. I think he's got some some confidence issues going on. I think Varane's probably got a little bit to do with that. Um, you know, I think he should have looked at that and been, you know, excited about Varane coming in and helping him out and shoring up the back line. But it just seems like his form is just completely on the floor. So I don't know what they're going to be able to do. They're Obviously, he's the guy. He's going to be their captain. That's what the board wants, in my opinion, and that's, that's why it's happening. Um, they spent, you know, a lot of money on him, so I think they're looking at it like, look, you know, this is kind of who we've attached ourselves to, and we're just going to ride that ship till it falls off. So I hope his form changes because he's going to play. He's going to play. You know, there's nothing wrong with Lindelof. There's nothing wrong with uh, Varane, but it doesn't seem to matter. Um, I was pissed off just seeing him put his socks on. I was like, great, here he comes. Um, so, you know, 
fans are fickle. I'm a fan. I could turn around and he might go out and, and score a header and play great in the back line and block a shot before it goes in. And, and I'll sing his praises. But right now, um, it's just it's it's really tough to see him come out there when you know that there's at least two to maybe two and a half center backs that are better than him. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like to see it. But again, I think there's a lot of things that Ragnick, because for me, Ragnick kind of seems like he has control to an extent. You know, they asked him about the Ronaldo thing, and he just basically said, look, it was my decision. I thought it was the right decision. That's it. And it's not rude. It's not brash. It's not in your face. It's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And he seems to be the type of guy that can probably tell Maguire, look, you're not playing well, so I'm going to sit you. You know, and, and until you figure it out, you're not going to be on the pitch. Maybe you'll come in for 20 minutes here and, you know, 10 minutes there for cleanup time. I think he could do that, but I don't think he's got enough strings or enough I guess, balls to say, I'm not going to start you. You're not going to be the captain yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he might not. And he, I, I ultimately think the six months goes the way that it keeps going up and down. You know, draw, win, draw, win, loss, draw, win. Draw. I, I think, I don't think he'll get the job. Because I think he wants it. I think he wants to be he does. United's he, manager. He, he does, but I, he doesn't have the cash to do it. You know what I mean? He's never won anything. Um, well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I yeah. think he's trying to say to them, if let's say he pulls off a Champions League or pulls off an FA Cup, mm-hmm. if he if he pulls something off, I think then he goes back in that room and goes, "Why don't you just buy a couple players for me? They like me. It's working." And then I think you have problems. In my opinion, because no, yeah. I would like for someone else to come in. That's just no, no, my yeah, that, yeah. You're exactly. I would right. like someone else that has Premier League experience that's won some things. That's what I would like. But I'm telling you, this guy wants. In his mind, he's like top four, a trophy, and maybe a semifinal in a Champions League. And I got this. I think he's thinking like that. No, and I mean you're right. If you you're probably fan, is. Yeah. You, you want you kind of want that because it's like we win some things. But for people, me, people forget Roberto Di Matteo, right? Because then you can't. You're gonna look at it and go, "Well, shit." He did do pretty well, and the players do like him, and this and that. So I think it brings controversy. But I, I, I know deep down, this is the biggest club in the world. He would love to ride this ship for at least another three to four seasons. I mean, people need to remember Roberto Di Matteo, right? With Chelsea when they won the Champions League, um, and then he put he to fall on his ass the next year. Um, people need to remember, not so far in our recent history. Somebody riding a nine-game win streak, and what happens? You give him a contract. So no, um, but let's. Uh, well, that's a, a. We'll wrap the bow on these passing matches. Let's hopefully uh, when we talk about the West Ham match tomorrow, we'll, we'll you know we can talk about some, you know, better, um, better play. But you talk about Ragnick, EC, and we talked. We were talking about McGuire. Comments were made. Or a report, I'm sorry, had come out that Ragnar told the board that Shaw, Maguire, and Aaron Basaka are not good enough for this club. Um, do you <laughs> agree if those comments are true? And do you believe if those comments are true? <laughs> I don't think he said that. <clears throat> I, I, def- I definitely agree that they are not. Okay. I'll I tell you, I think Shaw could play for us i really do i don't think he could start i don't i don't think for what we want to do as far as going forward and consistently being you know doing the overlap around that uh that left winger i don't think he's going to consistently do that so i'd like to see him be challenged again i think i think tellus uh whips the ball in really well i still don't think he's a better defender than shaw so i think there's a level to go there and i think for sure, Basaka has, in my opinion, shouldn't get another sniff. I know he will because he's a good defender one-on-one, but he offers me nothing going forward. He just does not have the technical ability to be able to do what Ragnik wants, which, again, is to you know get forward, play on the ball, cross the ball in, link up and play. Maguire's having a bad season, and I, I, you know, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I, you know, I don't want him to play when he's playing like crap. But I, I'm not going to forget the fact that the guy did play decent and played fairly well. 
He's not though this year. It's just not happening for him. He's not. He's not doesn't look confident. He doesn't look assured when he's passing the ball. He's not getting forward like he used to. He's not uh, heading the ball in. He's just not doing anything that would 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 make you believe that he should not just start for us, but also be the captain. So I don't think Ragnick said that per se, but I think he thinks in his mind, I mean, just look at the evidence, how often Basaka plays as opposed to, to uh, DeLogue. Uh, uh, and then if you look at McGuire, who's obviously healthy enough to play, he didn't start him, right? And then you look at Shaw, I think, again, Tellus has given him a run for his money. And playing just as much, if not equal to. So I think he's looking at things going, you know, we're one or two, maybe four players away from getting what I want. Um, and those those guys, you know, though they were crucial to getting third place and getting second, I think he's looking at it from the standpoint of how do we get first place? How do we win trophies? And I don't think those guys ultimately are going to get that job done for you with, with Shaw being maybe the one that could potentially help you out. Uh, yeah, I think... In his comments, I think I honestly do. I do think he probably told the board secretly. I mean, not in a formal way, uh, but yeah, I, I think he did. I mean, it, this club needs to need this club needs to look in the mirror, right? And what players are good? What players are trash? What players are doing shit for you? And ones that don't want to be here. And ones that don't want to be here. I mean, this club needs to understand that you pay, overpay for players. Yes, we pay the United tax. Well, we're overpaying for these players. We can't get rid of them. And there's three of them that I'm just going to bring up right now. There are pretty much two of them on our free, and one we can't get rid of, and he wants to go. Jesse Lingard uh, apparently um, you know, is going to Newcastle, or rumors are Newcastle wants him. He's on a free. Ralph Ragnitz comments this week about Paul Pogba returning to training. Um, and even said, you know, the, you know, he, <laughs> Paul wants, you know, he wants Paul to play. Um, uh, what did he say? He wants Paul to play. Um, but obviously Paul, you know, has not had signed a contract. Um, so he's, <clears throat> you know, if it's not, he's going to play, he's going to play for United. He's going to play for a new contract for another club. Basically in a nutshell, that's what he said. Am, am I, am I taking that out of context, EC? No, no. And then obviously the Martial drama that we're having. Um, apparently against uh, Aston Villa, Martial did not want to suit up or dress, and he was not even in the stadium. And then that's what basically Ragnar said that he, you know, he didn't, you know, he wasn't, he didn't make himself available. And then Martial called his bullshit. Apparently, I don't, I don't know who to believe. And then we see Martial on the bench this this week. Or during, during for Brentford, and obviously he didn't get it. You know, he didn't get called upon. So, I mean, what do you, I mean? You talked about it. Things people need to go. Uh, what do you? I mean, what do we need to do? I mean, what needs to happen in these next couple of um, this next couple of months about these three players? That obviously, I don't know. They're called the cause in a rift or what? Um, but. What, what what does Ragnick need to do regarding these three players? I mean, the Tony one was weird because Tony came out and denounced everything he said. Yeah. I thought, okay, somebody's clearly lying, which is crazy. Um, so for me, obviously, you know, you, you need to look at all options. You know, you need to, you need to see if, if it's a loan deal to Newcastle was rumored, if it's a Loan deal to Barca has been rumored. Sevilla has been rumored. If it's if it's figuring out 50-50 or 40-60 or whatever, I think you need to figure out how to get him out because you, you don't like him. He doesn't want to be there. He's 26 years old. You're not going to get $50 million for him. You just have to cut your losses. Again, this, this goes back to what I said last week, and this is why I don't co- continuously blame these players for the way that we are. Mm-hmm. I blame Ed Woodward and the Glazers. 10 times out of 10 because they continue to make accounting moves when they should be making football moves. This, this guy doesn't want to be at the club anymore. Th- those are the first ones that I tend to say to myself, get them out. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it in a rude way. I'm not saying it in a crew. I don't wish, I don't wish them to have injury. Just get out. You don't want to be here. That's cool. 
you then we need to find somewhere for you to go and that's by any means necessary you're not you're you're probably at most going to get about 25 million for tony so cut your losses you're going to have to go ahead and take the hit let whoever comes in for 25 million that's either in la liga or 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 paris or france sorry come get him and be done with it that's what i would do with tony i would i would if they if they think for two seconds they're going to get fifty million for him, they're dreaming. It's never going to happen. Mm. When it comes to Paul, you know, I think again, Paul's going to play the money game. Period. He understands that he's probably this is probably his last big contract that he's going to sign. Any sports player out there, they all do this. If it's their last go around. What they're going to want to do is get the most that they are, are going to be able to get. He was looking for four hundred. I think he can get that from United, but I think ultimately if if that doesn't happen, he's gone. Mm-hmm. And again, there's nothing that he can do uh, that sorry that United can do because of the way they structure this contract and the fact that he held out and held out. They would have went on ahead and gave it to him already, the saga would be over. But for me, I personally think that whoever, be it Bayern, be it PSG or United, whoever gives him what he wants contractually, mm-hmm. that's where he's going to go. That's what's that's what's gonna happen with him, and then Je- you said Jesse, right? Mm-hmm. Jesse for me is in the same boat Tony's in. Jesse wants to play for West Ham. That's where he wants to play, and I don't think it's because he doesn't love United. He's a United Academy kid, so he loves United. But I think he understands that West Ham's where he's actually gonna play. That's actually where he's gonna be involved, score goals, create assists, and actually play the game that he loves. He's not gonna do that at United. Okay, Ole didn't trust him. And, and his form dropped. Let's put it on him as well. Mm-hmm. And Ragnar doesn't trust him. So the, these are, again, Tony and, and Lingard, for me, are in that in that. there's no thought in my mind if I'm an owner. Yeah. If you come to me and say, I don't want to be here, you're out. <coughs> yeah. you don't get, there's no coming back. You don't get to say, I've made a mistake. It's a, it's a bit, you're making a business decision mm-hmm. because you don't want to be at, at this club. You'd like to be somewhere else. It's not personal. I don't hate you. I don't care. I just at this point, you mm-hmm. gotta go. So I would I would cut those off as quickly as possible. Tony, I would I mean uh, Pogba, I would negotiate with. But again, if it's going to cripple, meaning I'm not going, I'm gonna put myself in a Barca situation, which I don't think they're gonna do because we just make money hand over fist. But if that's what we're leading to by having him sign this contract, then you don't do it. Mm-hmm. And I think you know. That's that's how I would handle it, you know. That's that's what you know. I know they're not gonna do. It's it's gonna be a bunch of crap. Tony's gonna be on the bench all year, complaining. It's gonna be the storyline. The only thing that makes me happy is now there's no excuses for those three. Well, really, just the two because uh, Lingard didn't really play. But there's no more excuses thrown those guys' way. It was a lot of Tony's problem. This, you know, Pogba's a problem. That that's the only thing that makes me happy because I'm so tired of people just throwing the same two people under the bus. But if I'm the manager and I'm the owner, those first two are easy. Pogba's mm-hmm. the only one that's the, the anomaly because they, they United, they're making money off him too. Yeah. So that's the only one that's you're kind of going, mm, okay, what do I, you know, because they asked Ragnar, how's Pogba doing? Oh, he looked great, showed great signs, you know, can't wait to have him out there. That's all well and great. That's practice. What's he going to do in the game, in your system, you want him to play four three three? How where does he fit four two three one? Where does he fit? I I can't wait to see that. I, I'm he said I don't think after this game, but the next he might play. So I'm really interested to see. I wish Ragnick would take a book out of Xavi. Uh, you talked. You mentioned Barcelona. Uh, what Xavi is cold blooded, right? About talking about Undembele. He didn't sign a contract. Yeah, we're looking at your, you know he's going to leave in January. You know what I mean? Period. You know just. That's a new coach. That's an ex-player. That's a Barca legend. Um, and he said, you know what? This guy's not signed a contract. We're going to get rid of him. Period. I mean, that's what he should go out and say about Martial. He shouldn't dress him. And if we can't get rid of him in January, you know, not even he, – he trained for the reserves. Not even the reserves. We just – we'll pay you to be sit home. And Lingard, you know, he's on a free – I mean, I would sit his ass at home too. You know what I mean? Till next year, he's on a free. He's gonna go somewhere else. Sit his ass at home. Paul, like you're right. It's <coughs> Paul. 
I don't want him back at the club. I think he's a cancer. Um, and I just, you know, but you're right, his talent. But I just don't see where he can benefit the club going forward. Um, but you mentioned something. I mean, all three, all these, all these three players have something to comment. And not to mention them, there's there's a lot more players like Mata, uh, Phil Jones. Uh, there's just a handful of players. Eric Bailly. The report is out. Ragnick wants to sign. Um, what's his name? I'm gonna butcher his name. Uh, Amador Hidara, right from uh, Red Bull Leipzig, the defensive central central defensive midfielder. But the board has said they can't sign anybody without getting rid of people. So now we have we're at an impasse, EC, right? We want to get rid of people. People want to leave, but yet we can't do any business in January, which we need to do. Obviously, the glaring problem that we've been talking about in this team is the defensive defensive midfield, and we can't do anything because, again, it goes back to bad business. That we've what that we've done, given big players these big contracts, and then nobody other nobody other no other team <laughs> overpaying for people. They know their team's gonna want to um, to absorb, and they're gonna be on our books for several years. And this is a problem, you know, with their structure. This Ed Woodward, like you said, him, the banker, right? How are we gonna bank? How are we gonna make money? Well, unfortunately, in the, you made money in the short term off people's names, but in the long term, this is a new problem right here. You have a backlog of players that are getting paid way too much. That are not worth what they're getting paid, and you can't sign. You're you're not allowing a coach to sign somebody that we need because of that. That just sucks. Now you're on mute. Sorry, I think yeah. I think I think again it goes down to this new regime coming in. Woodward's finally gone. You know, now we'll have someone that's of a football mind making football decisions now. They're ultimately going to have to go back to the board and say, listen, this is what we'd like to do, and they might knock it down. Yeah. But I think you'll start to see that change. That's kind of why I want Ragnick to go um, up up to the office to, to help out and be more of a voice up top as far as helping out with development, helping out with signing players, things of that nature. So all, all you can do, like I said, is be optimistic and and you know try to get rid of these guys mm-hmm. if you can. If they're going to be – Okay, if, if Tony's going to practice, if, if Lingard's going to practice and they're going to be here and they're available, you're going to have to play them. Um, it's not one of those things where, for me anyways, I'm not going to have you here if you don't want to be. I'm going to try to get rid of you. But if you're if they're an able body, I am paying you pretty handsomely. You are going to run. You're, you're, you're going to be a substitute. You're going to help out when there's injuries. You're, you're going to play. So, again, I can't. I can't say it enough. I'm I'm just happy that there's people there that are making football decisions who are in charge. And I don't think the contracts will be all of them anyway, will be as crazy as they, as they have been, but it's going to be difficult. You're going to, you're going to, you got right now, you know, you're talking about contracts who turned down a, a United contract just last week, one Bruno Fernandez. And I'm going to tell you why Bruno understands his worth as far as Manchester United is concerned. And he's won nothing. He's not lifted one trophy. He's not been to but one final, and it was a Europa final. But he knows, he understands he is worth probably just about under De Gea and maybe a little bit more than Pogba. He he knows that. And his agent said that, and they turned that contract down. He went from making pennies at his former club, came to United, and made a huge jump. And now he's like, wait, wait a minute. Look, look at the last three years and look at my statistics and rate those statistics to the rest of the Premier League. I need a big jump. So he turned that bad boy down. So it's going to get interesting for him too because they're going to give him what he wants. And it's it's going to go right back to do we pay this guy 375 a week? I'm sorry. Do we pay him 350? Nope. I think United's track record says yes. So I for me, I'm very interested to see how that story develops because we just saw that little glimpse of Bruno, they offer him a contract this man, his his agent said, "No way in the world, you're making this many assists, this many goals. Your jersey sales are insane. You got a huge social media following. 
You need you need and deserve just as much, if not more, than that player. That's how they look at things. Yeah, That's but, how the world works. But the fact sports. that your jersey sales only sell that much because you wear the crest of United. It's a it's it's a win win. No no no, I, no, it ain't no win win. United can't get, they can't move on from this player when they sign him a big contract. This is what I'm saying. A cutthroat. If, if Bruno wants to play, chick, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's the fucking game that you you know when you go out, when you, two cars go at each other and they wait for. Ah, oh, god dang! What is chicken. it? Chicken. Oh, chicken. Chicken, right? Thank you, EC. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if Bruno wants to play chicken, just like Pogba. Nah, I'm, I'm good. We'll find we'll find somebody better and younger than you. Period. And we'll pay them. We'll pay them. You know, 150, 180. And, when and I they think wa- that's what Ragnick's. That's that's Ragnick's. If you say winning things, that's what he's known for. Not just developing systems and developing teams he finds those gems for five million and then turns them into 50 million dollar players so i that's that's why i'm excited about you know six months time go 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 to the the front office and make things happen yeah all right you see um i just kind of just real quick on some you know off the wall news uh pairs to that united are out of the holland race it seems like it's been madrid Real Madrid, they're yeah. going to get Mbappe too. Um, it, I, do you think that's a blessing? I mean, obviously somebody would like, want somebody of the talent of a Holland, right? But there again, we're talking about monies, uh, and you're talking about insane monies. You're talking about yeah. two hundred something million. Um, do you think it's a blessing that we've been just ruled out? I mean, you know, City, I think is in, in also in the bid for him. Yes, he would be sucked to be go against, but that much money for one man, I don't think one man deserves that. You know what I mean? To be, he's not that much of a threat to you, to you for what two hundred fifty million to pay for him, and then you're probably looking at four hundred million, uh, four hundred thousand a week to for him to play. Yeah, I'm I'm giving him five hundred, <laughs> and I'm Damn. giving him three. All right, cool. All right. He, he's gonna be he's gonna be He's definitely going to be the best striker in the world for at least seven to maybe even ten seasons. Yeah. And he's not—he's he, not at the best club in the world right now. He's not even there. Brewster Dortmund again is—is is that club that's gets a good player and then they leave. Like Jude, Jude will eventually leave. Sancho left. Those players, Obama Yang left. They—they they develop great talent and then they leave. They go to Bayern or they come to the Prem or they go to—they go to Spain. That—that's what they do. That's what Holland's doing. So. It sucks. I would have loved to have this kid. He's energetic. He's pacey. He's strong. He's fun. He's exciting. He scores loads of goals. So this is a big loss. Um, if 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 the if the reports are true, um, if he goes to Real, who you know I think they can get him. I know Mbappe wants to go there bad. Um, they're they're more than likely going to win the league this year. It's looking like it. Um, this is this is going to be if you look at where Barca is now, their dominance is going to reign for quite some time unless these Barca kids come through. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, it, it's a it's a huge loss. It's 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 one of those things where the money's not going to get shorter, right? It's not going to start decreasing. The wages are only going to get even more insane, in my opinion. And this is just the beginning of that. Um, I, I ultimately think. That this Super League, once they get it developed in the paperwork and the terms get it all situated and that <clears> happens, um, you'll start seeing those top players trying to get into that league and they'll play pay top money because the TV contracts will get bigger and those those that money will go to those clubs and then you'll be able to pay those kids more. So that's what it's all about. You know, kudos to Real if, the, if, the, if, if that's where he's going. Um, I know that's where Riola likes his players to play. It's clear that's what he wants. He wants him to be there, so that's more than likely what'll happen. It's unfortunate, but it's football, man. You win some, you lose some. I think it's a blessing, disguise, because again, I talk. I mean, I'm looking about monies, and uh, if all anything, I think I think when I watched Greenwood play, EC, the kid has a fucking thunderbolt for for legs. He just, you know, he gets on shots. He creates shots. 
you know, when he, you know, his right leg, left leg. I think Greenwood could be our Holland if we end up putting him in the right position, which is up top. Obviously, it's not going to happen when we with Ronaldo. And I hate to say it, blasph- it's blasphemous for me to say this. But I hope this is the only season Ronaldo plays for us. It's gonna be two more years. He's not. He's he's a different type of person. Well, he's if, probably about thirty years old, maybe thirty-one, and he's literally thirty-seven, almost thirty-eight. He's probably about thirty. So, you know, if Holland were to come to United, who would you play? You know, I think he's looking Holland. at things, going, "Look, he's not gonna leave." He's and that and that's the whole thing. We, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks back. He just set everything backwards, and it's not his fault. And it's not even United's fault. What are you supposed to do? Ronaldo wants to come. No, we're good. We'll go ahead and let him go to City. We'll go ahead and let him go to Chelsea. No, they're they're going to sign him. And you know, if they were smart about it, they would have looked at the long term. Because for me, I think he wants to coach. I think that's where he sees his his longevity. After he gets, yeah, when he gets done playing MLS, I think he comes back and I think he coaches either in Spain or um, in Europe. No, I I think a big club. I think he's going to be like a Zidane. I was surprised. I'm surprised about Rooney that fucking Everton wants to go after Rooney. But I mean, apparently they're talking about Rooney like he's a different man. But I don't see Ronaldo being that way. I don't. I mean, I just. I can understand Rooney because he's blue collar. You know his family's blue collar. I mean Ronaldo's blue. I mean, granted, Ronaldo grew up in the fucking gutters too. But Ronaldo's a little prissy. I mean, I don't. Nah, 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 nah. It doesn't let, mean let it's me gonna work. Yeah, yeah. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's, you just put a bad. No, no, no. Anyways, uh, we have uh, West Ham tomorrow. You see, nine a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, but unfortunately, we have a lot of unav- unavailable players. <clears throat> Lindelof unfortunately got his house broken into. Was it? I, what, did you hear what? There's wife and kids in the house when they broke into it, or what? I mean, because I mean, they said that uh, it was during it was during yes or the match. I don't know. Um, I, should, I shouldn't say this, but someone said it was Harry Maguire. <laughs> Dude, you, that's fucking hilarious because Harry's gonna get the start tomorrow. When Ragnick fucking uh, announced I it. That. I'm sorry. I no. apologize. That's not funny. It is it hilarious. Is what it's it is what it's not. It is. Anyways, I think everyone's safe. That's why I can make a joke yes, about it. Yes, everyone's um, safe. No, no. But yeah, I, I don't know when it was burglarized. And yes, I do think the family was in the house. So that's really. It's not funny. That's bad. I, sh- I should have said that, but. But yeah, everyone's fine. He is not. He's not going to be there. Um, <laughs> Bonnie's out as well. Um, Ronaldo. So Ronaldo's Ronaldo. questionable. I mean, apparently he, he busted his neck up. I mean, who knows? You know, Sancho's out. McTominay's out. I don't know if he's out or not, but he had a knock, so I don't know if you play him. You know, you turn you turn right back around, and you got to play him again. So Pogba. I, you know, not not, not playing until the next game yeah. from what I from what Ragnick said. Um <coughs> Straw's out. All right. So yeah. So it's it's gonna be one of those things where, you know, can can uh the you know can Alanga step up again? Well I mean that's the thing. Okay, look at West Ham tomorrow, because West Ham is uh, are they above us, right? They're still above us uh, yep. in the table. Um we need to go for the win. Because we can't be dropping draws now anymore. I mean, um, we need to go for the win. But you look at attacking players against West Ham. Who do we have? You said we have Alanga, Bruno. You probably start Rashford, right? If if Ronaldo can't play, I I, I would say Greenwood. I, I would I, if okay. If you're talking formationally, you know, I would run that four three three again. With Bruno, with Rashford, with Alanga, uh-huh. and, and then I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit Matic, uh, Scott, and Fred, and then my back four will be Telus, uh, Varane, Harry, Maguire, and uh, Delo. So that that's that's what I, how I would run it. I don't think I think he's gonna start out four two three one though, and I think your point man's at that point's gonna have to be Rashford. 
Oh, I wish I would agree be Greenwood. I wish I would. I do too. I, I would love to see it. I, I don't think he trusts him as a point man yet. And I think it's just strength. I don't think he can't. He can play forward all day long. I just think his strength in holding the ball up, I don't think it's there yet. And I think they need to hurry up and get him bulked up because he's 19 now. What, 19, 20? Mm-hmm. So you, you got to start. You got to give him a chance to let him grow into Dude. the position. You can't just keep him on the right think about and, it. and hope that he just gets bigger and stronger. But he's. I think that's the only thing holding him back. Think about it. You have Alonga, I mean, sorry, Greenwood up top. Rashford on the right, and Alonga. Alonga play on the left, right? Yeah, on the left. And then you have Bruno in the middle. And then you have your McTominay or Matic. Or Matic and Fred, if we say McTominay, is going to be out, right? Mm-hmm. Matic and Fred, and then our back four, the same back four. I think that could be a strike partnership with Greenwood at the at the nine and getting service from Alonga on the wing and obviously – Rashard coming in off the le- uh, off the left. I'm sorry, right mm-hmm. left. I'm off sorry. the right. Yeah, right. No left. Mm-hmm. No, Rashard comes off the left. He plays him off the left on his right foot. Well, I mean, you, you, yeah. If he if he wants to switch along up, I think you keep a younger kid <coughs> where he's most comfortable. Yeah. Keep him there on the left because he cuts in. He cuts in really well mm-hmm. and goes at players. I think that would be. I'm not saying, you know, I like it. I, you know. listen, I like it. I and I don't think he's going to do 433. I think he may switch to 433, but I don't I don't think he'll do I think he'll go 4231. I just it just concerns me if you play Rashford at the point right now. No, it's a 4231 that I just said right now with the Greenwood at the point with the Rashford. I would love I I, I would love to see it. I All would right. love if if that's what he ran and he and he's going to run that system. I would love it to be, you know, Greenwood up there running the team, leading the line. I just, I don't know. And it could be maybe they don't even practice him up there yet because you got Ronaldo, because you have Cavani. You know, maybe he doesn't get a sniff at, at leading, at, at running yeah. the nine in practice. So how, how do you know he can do it in the game? All right. Well, I think that's kind of our prediction due to the fact that, you know, there's injury news and who knows who's going to play. But even with Ronaldo coming up top, I think that can, that can work out with Ilanga and Rashford of 4-2-3-1 with Bruno doing the work. Um, so score predictions, EC. What do you think? I can't hear you, boss. Say it again. Okay. I'm on. Okay. Uh, score predictions for me. I'm going to go United 1, West Ham 2. Um, I think this is a huge game. This actually puts us top four if we were to win. Um, I think the pressure is going to be too much for the players. Um, and I think West Ham is going to come out fast and strong. So I see United loss uh, for us. You said United loss? Yeah, two to one. We lose? I think we lose two to one. All right. I think United win two one. We're playing at Old Trafford. And I know you have to go, EC. Uh, happy birthday to your daughter, right? She's a turning. She's having sweet six. Sweet sixteen. Uh, good luck. And we have after this, we have an international break, so we'll um, we'll reconvene after the West next week. After we talk the, we see the West End match, and we have some more. Hopefully, we have some good transfer news. But EC, <laughs> great pod. Thank you for being on, and uh, we'll see you next week. And Lucky Diaz, where you at? Some nights you're breathing fire And some nights you're caught in